Hello, my name is Hilary Spires and I have been a narrator for Calibre for over six years and have recorded 43 books since I started. It was only when I looked on the website just now that I realised how many I had done. Hard to imagine a time before I started narrating books and when other commitments get in the way, as they do from time to time, I'm always pleased to finally resume my seat in front of the microphone it feels like getting reacquainted with an old friend. I am a writer myself, and indeed Calibre have my two novels, Hester and Harriet, and its sequel, Hester and Harriet, Love, Lies and Linguini, in the library, recorded by Julia Franklin. I write plays, novels and short stories, with a particular emphasis on older women. I think they get a pretty raw deal in the theatre especially, so I try to redress the balance in my work. I'm a voracious reader. I joined Calibre thanks to another narrator, Anne Stutz, who has many more books than me under her belt and happens to be a very dear friend, who thought I might enjoy the experience, and how right she was. My great passion in life is the theatre. As a member of the audience, or as actor or director, and for me, narrating fiction is like playing a star role without having to learn the lines, or audition for that matter. Narration involves just the same creation of an imaginary world and distinctive characters as the theatre, but for the ears instead of the eyes. I love doing accents and enjoy the challenge of a book with a wide range of characters, all with different backgrounds and nationalities. If I encounter an accent or a foreign name or phrase with which I'm unfamiliar, there is a brilliant website called Forvo that allows you to hear a recording of a native speaker saying the word or phrase. I've only once come unstuck when a book contained a considerable amount of Vietnamese and Forvo could only help one word at a time. I had to write it down phonetically and then, quite frankly, simply hope for the best and also pray that no one who spoke Vietnamese borrowed the book. When you volunteer for Calibre, you're asked to specify which genres you like or dislike so that Denise, Emma and their colleagues can send out the sort of books you prefer. I, for example, am not a fan of sci-fi or fantasy. Give me crime, domestic turmoil or adventure any day. Only on two occasions have I received books that I truly loathed narrating and no, I'm not prepared to tell you which ones they were. Suffice to say that when I returned the recordings I made it very plain that I had had a less than enjoyable experience. On the other hand, being entrusted with a book by a beloved author is such a privilege and I always hope I have done the writing and the writer justice. From time to time, we narrators receive cards, notes or copies of emails from Calibre users who have particularly enjoyed our interpretations, which is a delight. I'm always anxious when I narrate something by a well-known person or celebrity because listeners obviously have their own ideas about how they should sound. Again, the internet, and particularly YouTube, can be a great help here. Recently, we've been asked to record short recommendations after we'd finished a book we particularly enjoyed. I became a professional writer back in 2004, having worked in a variety of professions over the decades, the law, teaching, IT, the NHS, and finally for a national charity. 
I am a bit of a butterfly as my career path, if you can even call it that, shows, flitting from one thing to another, typical Gemini. So the variety calibre offers me is a joy. As someone who reads so much myself, I cannot imagine what I would do if that were taken away from me. I like to think that in some way narrating audiobooks offers those who cannot read print for whatever reason a chance to lose themselves in a story as I like to do. I have been lucky enough to record some of my favourite writers, Beryl Bainbridge, Bernice Rubens and Penelope Lively, for example. And I've also had the pleasure of discovering some fantastic books for children, Neil Gaiman and Catherine Rundell especially, which I then went on to recommend to my own granddaughters. Recently, I narrated a very unusual book called Toffee by Sarah Crossan, aimed at middle grade or young adult readers, which told a difficult story in verse with great delicacy and ingenuity. It has a wonderful ending and I thoroughly recommend it. During the past very strange year or more, the fantastic folk at Calibre have continued, I really don't know how, to keep the ship afloat and the service running. When sending out books became almost impossible because of the Covid restrictions, we were able to ransack our own shelves and I was given the OK to record a number of much-loved books that fortunately for me were not already available in audio. One of the most enjoyable to narrate was Miss Ranskill Comes Home by Barbara Euphen Todd, now there's a name to conjure with, which is a neglected comic gem in my opinion. It is published by Persephone Books, who specialise in reissuing forgotten works by mainly women writers. The books themselves are works of art and utterly beautiful. It was an interesting experience revisiting old favourites and finding on occasion that they had dated badly or contained attitudes that were very much of their time. Others remained as fresh and delightful as when I first discovered them. Having lived in Stamford in Lincolnshire for over 30 years, we recently moved to Edinburgh, so I had to work with Alex Martinig at Calibre to check that my new recording environment was up to scratch. I now record on the top floor of our house, in a quiet corner of Morningside, with Velux windows. However, if it hammers with rain or the seagulls are in full voice outside the window, the noise can be cacophonous, so I just have to wait for silence to be restored. The equipment we use is incredibly sensitive, so if our neurotic cat Lola chooses to start grooming herself behind my chair, the microphone will pick up the tinkle of the bell on her collar. If I shoo her out of my study, she howls piteously outside the door. Such are the trials of being a calibre narrator. But I'm lucky enough to enjoy a distant view of the Firth of Forth and beyond on a fine day. And yes, we do have some of those here in Scotland, the Kingdom of Fife, through my attic window. I write every day and inevitably sometimes I grind to a creative halt, so scooting across from my computer to my calibre microphone gives me the opportunity to change gear and lose myself in a different world. It takes about 45 to 60 minutes to record a 30-minute file, which is the standard, because obviously there are false starts, stumbles or sneezes and coughs, which necessitate re-recording. The most frustrating thing is to have a cold or cough 
because it significantly alters your voice quality and you have to wait days or even weeks sometimes for it to clear so that you can get back to business. And then you have to remind yourself what kind of voices and accents you had given the different characters all that time ago. And yes, I know it would be sensible to keep notes as I go along on the lines of Joe, gruff, nasal, can't say his R's, takes his time. Cynthia, snooty, high-pitched with an upward inflection, machine-gun delivery. But the truth is, I don't always do what's sensible, and so I frequently come adrift. I recall one early potential disaster, when I had skim-read a book before starting to record it, and given a very minor character, a petty criminal as I recall, an East End accent when I got to him. I couldn't for the life of me remember what significance he had in the grand scheme of things, and he simply read as though he ought to be from Mile End or Stepney. Fast forward a couple of hundred pages, and the main protagonist stumbled upon this character's personnel file and said something along the lines of, Oh, he's from Wakefield, I see. The air in my study was blue as I flipped back to see how much this wretched northerner had said. Fortunately for me, he only had a couple of speeches, so I was able to record over the offending Cockney with the correct accent. Phew. I suppose this is the disadvantage of being a writer myself. If the characters in a book I am narrating are engaging, I make an instant decision about their characteristics, their accents, their style of speech, be it rapid, languid, hesitant, decisive, because I can see them and hear them clearly in my head. But books that I consider less well-written are a greater challenge if the delineation between different protagonists is poor. If the characters lack definition in character or class or voice, it's hugely confusing for the listener, especially where the writer has not made it obvious who is speaking in a conversation, which happens more often than you might think. And don't get me started on poorly edited books where words are missing or ambiguous. The average book, I would guess, runs to about 20 or so files, so would take about 15 to 20 hours to record. I suppose I narrate about seven to eight books a year. The longest book I have recorded for Calibre was the complete short stories of Flannery O'Connor, which, if memory serves, ran to well over a thousand pages and over 40 files. It seemed to take forever, and all in a deep South American accent. I loved recording Still Alice by Lisa Genova again an American accent, and found myself crying as I recorded the final page. Very unprofessional, I suppose. That was definitely one of the best books I have narrated, beautifully written with compelling characters, and despite its subject matter, early-onset dementia, curiously uplifting. My early misgivings about recording books for children or young people proved utterly wrong-headed, some of the most exciting and gripping novels have been those for younger listeners. I believe Calibre have been working hard to increase their library for young age groups, which can only be a good thing. I can always tell if I'm going to enjoy a new book, because when I stop for the day for whatever reason, I close the computer reluctantly and continue to speculate about the plot and the protagonists until I can get back to them. 
The usual reason for calling a halt to narrating is fatigue, vocal fatigue that is. It is surprising how voice quality deteriorates after a while, which is why I limit my sessions to a maximum of 40 minutes of completed narration. There are two books on my shelves that I return to time and again, often give as gifts or recommend to friends and family. Neither, sadly, have I narrated for calibre. One is that incomparable classic, Vanity Fair, with the irresistible Becky Sharp, who wheels and deals her way through society with such charm and cunning. The other is The Women in Black by Madeline St John, which happens to be Hilary Mantel's favourite book too. What more of a recommendation could one want? She describes it as a pocket masterpiece, a gem, and I couldn't agree more. If you want a comfort read, it has to be top of the pile. When we moved house and country recently, and I definitely wouldn't advise doing either in the middle of a pandemic, I was forced to do something I had been putting off for years, namely thinning out my own library of books. It was so hard. But I learned to be ruthless. If I genuinely didn't think I would reread a book, it had to go. In all, I estimate I sent over 200 books to our local charity shops. The hardest challenge was to dispose of the literally hundreds of theatre programmes I have collected over five decades. I kept only those from seminal productions because I knew space was at a premium in our new house. It took me several agonising days because it felt as though I were giving away part of my personal history, which I suppose in a way I was. Volunteering for Calibre has brought me such enjoyment over the years and has become an integral part of my life. When I'm away and taking a break from narration, I feel almost guilty. It is wonderful to think of the almost infinite number of books, both old and new, still waiting in the wings. And within those pages, the individuals, good, bad, mad, enchanting, infuriating, perplexing, unfathomable, waiting to strut their stuff. I open every new offering with eager anticipation and am only rarely disappointed. It is hugely exciting when the calibre padded envelope thuds onto the doormat with a new book to narrate because you rarely know what you will discover inside. Narrating for calibre is both a pleasure and a privilege and I hope that I will be able to continue to bring myriad stories to life for many years to come.